welcome to the 716 Rocks Podcast. My name is Natron Patron, and you are... <coughs> Grizzle. Yeah. And back there, we've got the guy that plays with the funny knobs on the switchboard and all the fancy technology. Our producer. You're going to introduce yourself tonight. Yay, Redbeard! <laughs> From BMA Productions. Hey, if you're an artist in the western New York area and you need, you've got some production work that needs to be done, hit up Redbeards at buffalomusicart.com. Check him out. He is the man. The man. And make sure you guys check out our website, 716rocks.com, for a whole lot of ear candy and audio gold, baby. Grizz, what's up, man? What you reading there? Oh, just checking out uh, Blackbeard or Redbeard. What's his name? Which which one? That guy or the one in the bottom? Whatever, let's talk about the game. Let's go. All right, man. Hey, we beat the Patriots. The first time we've ever Whatever. won. Whatever. First time we ever won at Gillette Stadium. You Whatever. Me? First winning record in 10 years. Whatever. Oh, man. Orton riding off into the sunset. Like Literally. Like cowboy he is. He's gone. Hey, did you know that Scott Chandler was a buzzword for Belichick all week? You see, that's a double-edged sword. <laughs> I mean, you look at how he plays against the Patriots. Typically, he has pretty good games, but really, he's the buzzword. He's the buzzword. That's what they announced. That's what they said. The was that Solomon game. again? Yeah, I think so. Must oh, boy. Liddell. He was talking about he's confused with uh, Chandler and Liddell. All right, let's run down the game real quick. All right, let me ask you this before we get into it too much. EJ versus Orton. Grizz, who should have started this game? What do you think? What What is the point? Playoffs are out of here. You know, there was no... Whatever. What's why are we playing Kyle Orton? Why are we playing? Well, I'll tell you. If I'm if I'm Doug Marone, I want to make myself look better and get another win. Do you think that's Doug Marone? I I don't care. Even though it says nine and seven, they finished eight and eight. They did finish eight and eight. That was pathetic. Who should have started EJ? I mean, at least see has he learned anything? Is he gonna play any different? That's what I want to know. I would have loved to see EJ, but... Do I want to see Kyle Orton 16-23 for 176 yards and one touchdown? I can see that week after week. Head on a swivel, baby. Do I want to see that? No. Could you just have played EJ? Does another win bolster the confidence of the veterans on this team? It's the first winning season in 10 years. It's, it's hard to measure. Is there value in that? That's hard to measure, but maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. At the end of the day, we still have no idea... If EJ has gotten any better. That's true. Well, Orton, hey, at least we got him next year. Ooh. Ooh. No, we don't. Orton was slinging it the first few series of the game and looking good. I'm thinking, hey, I don't know. Maybe we get a couple extra guards. We'll be another potential playoff team. Doesn't matter. It's a moot point. What was the deal with the first drive? They made the Patriots look silly. Dude, he was he threaded the ball into Chandler in triple coverage like a perfect pass. But then again, the second half, he missed a wide-open Hogan. I don't understand it. How do you make that pass to Chandler, the buzzword Chandler, in triple coverage? Buzzsaw. You fit it in this tight window. And then later in the game, you got Hogan uh, running an out pattern or streaking across the field, whatever, wide open, and you can't even throw it to him anywhere in his catching radius whatsoever. You know what? It doesn't matter because Orton is gone. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what, guys? I'm going to be – Grizz, I'm going to be right back. i got to grab something real quick. I've got a meeting. Um, I'll be back, okay? you got to go grab your wallet. And it looks like Patron is gone forever. I'm just joking. 
I almost poured, pulled an Orton on you. Wow, how about that, man? Doesn't tell anyone he's going to retire until this morning? He tells reporters oh. he'll be right back. I've got a quick meeting and then doesn't come back. What is with this guy? I'll tell you what. It kind of it, it kind of reflects. Come on. I look. I don't want to speak too badly about the guy's character, but Grits, if potentially if the Buffalo Bills were to upgrade an offensive line next next year, you know, they come back with the same defense. They've got the same offensive weight. They've got an easier schedule next year. Come on, they're a playoff cusp team. Orton could be a part of that. The very fact that he has no interest in winning, in making the playoffs, in, in turning around his career, I mean, what does that tell you about the guy's competitiveness? Does he got the fight? Does he want to win from within? I mean, we were we were close to having some serious playoff implications here with this game, right? I mean, right. a win here or there, and it's a completely different feel of this game. And I agree with you. Going into the next season, there's a legitimate chance to make the playoffs. Our defense looks good. we got to sign Jerry Hughes. What is Orton thinking? He leaves. What do you think it says? Turtle. I'll tell you, man, I think this guy had no interest in being the starter for the Buffalo Bills. I don't know. It just seems like you look at his play. He's falling before there's any contact in the backfield for the sack. He's sliding before the first down. He makes one guy miss, and he's literally doing like a 180 look. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Is he going to get me? Before he actually scrambles out of the pocket to try to make a throw. I don't know. I just kind of feel like this guy never had any intention in being the starter. Maybe he thought, hey, I can make a quick five mil, be the backup. Maybe make another five mil next year, be the backup again to EJ. And that's it. Cash out. And all of a sudden, week five... Orton is now like, hey, man, our 14-year playoff drought is riding on your shoulders. Be our savior. I don't think that's what he wanted. I'm guessing maybe he said, no, it's not interested. Here's an interesting question. Nobody knew he was thinking of retirement, right? Right, apparently not. That's what, that's what they're saying. My question, when do you think it started? When do you think the idea of, hey, I think I'm going to retire at the end of the season. When do you think it started? I don't know, maybe when he first was tapped to start. <laughs> well, seriously, though, I mean, he went in uh, week five, right, against the Lions? Right. And he pulls off a nice W. I mean, a nice W against a, a playoff caliber team in the Lions. Yeah. Our hopes are high. He's outside after the game, smoking the stove, celebrating. We're like, wow, who is this guy? Who is this? Is this our quarterback that's going to take us to the playoffs? Right. We're excited, right? They lose to the Patriots after that. The following week... That last-second win, remember, against the Vikings? Yeah. That touchdown pass to Sammy at the end of the game? Yeah, yeah. So he pulls off that win, and then the week after that, just before the bye week, they beat the Jets, one of their blowouts, 43-23. We're feeling pretty good about this So guy. Orton comes in, and he's 3-1 and one at the bye week. For me, I look at that and say, you know what? Probably right at about the bye week is when he starts thinking to himself, wow, uh, this isn't really going according to plan here. <laughs> The Buffalo, us Buffalo Bills fans, the Bills Mafia is excited because we're like, wow, we, we have a legitimate chance here of making the playoffs with this guy, the way he's playing and the way our defense is playing. I almost wonder if in his mind he's like, wait a second here. Slow your roll. I didn't sign up for this. I signed up, like you said, for my five mil to just have a nice year, ride the bench, 
you know, collect my money and just take it all in. But yet all of Western New York is behind this guy putting, you know, some pressure on him. Like, hey, we want to go to the playoffs. We haven't been in forever. Take us home. Take us home, Papa O. Take us home. We're talking about Papa Papa O. O. We're talking about Uncle Rico. We're talking about the savior of the Buffalo Bills franchise. And and I feel like after that bye week, he just wasn't the same. No, he wasn't. He was. You started seeing these what third and two, and he's scrambling. Then he slides before the first down. You see these. He gets a little pressure, and he's just sitting down at the turtle. Turtle. Turtling, as we now know it. And I just wonder, did he did he think in that bye week of like, wait a second, I'm not signing up for being the Bills quarterback of the future here for a couple years. I never wanted that. I don't want to get hurt. I want some quality of life like we talked about a few weeks back. And he starts thinking, you know what, I think I'm just going to fade on out into the sunset. Fade on out. Maybe get one last win in Gillette Stadium. And ride into the sunset like the cowboy he is. But but obviously, I mean, he retires. He just walks off after eight, uh, a nine and seven or eight and eight season, as we'll talk about hey, in a second. Eight and eight. And he's got he he's on the verge of, of bringing this team to the playoffs. It, it says, listen, I'm I'm not interested. So in a lot of ways, you know what? Hasta la vista. I love you, Papa O. But ain't gonna miss you, brother. Thank you for doing us all a favor and saying goodbye. Yes, because now it forces management's hand to definitely address the quarterback issue. Which, that I'm happy about. Because who knows, knowing our management team, if it doesn't change, could very well take the position of upgrading at offense. But Grizz, what are you talking about, 8-8, eight eight, dude? We finished 9-7. and seven. I'm confused. The win's a win, right? Excuse me? Yeah, not inside. I'm looking at the schedule. I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine wins. I got. I see nine wins. What is your problem? I'm saying a win's a win, baby. Come on! If there's one, Woo! if there's Winning one culture. thing I can't stand from yesterday, is this idea of Bills fan. Oh, win's a win. You know they're calling into the sports talk. Oh, wins a win, 97. Wins as good as a win. It's just a win. No, it's not. Who did we play yesterday? The Mighty Patriots. No. In their glory. No, no, no. We beat Tom Brady. Listen. We beat Belichick. Edelman and Gronkowski. Who are they? Who are they? Oh, just no, just scrubs on the Patriots. Come on. That's the top two. Brady's top two receivers. Not active for the game. That's <laughs> true. Tom Brady plays the first half. Oh, yeah. Oh, we held him scoreless. We held him scoreless. Oh, no touchdowns. I don't care. <laughs> you can't tell me that their game plan was exactly the same as what it would have been if they needed this win. They had times out there. You bro. can't tell me that this was the same exact game plan. Listen, Buffalo fans, I love you. We all love the Bills here, but you need a little dose of reality and a dose of truth. The truth will set you free from this lie in your minds that a win is a win. A win is not a win, okay? And right now, I might be talking to nobody. It's very possible Redbeard's checking that out for us. 
But if you're listening... Red Perry's always still on! A win's a win, baby! Come on! We are still on. Listen, a win is not a win when it's a W from yesterday. The NFL can record it any way they want, but we played half right, a Patriots all right, team. All right, all right, I see your For point. all intents and purposes, we finished 8-8, eight and eight, okay. even if it does okay. improve the team morale. I will ask this question. If the Patriots are playing for something, if they're, say, they're playing for home field advantage, do we win that game? No. If the Patriots are not playing for anything, but the Bills are playing for something, and the Patriots could keep us out of the playoffs, are we winning that game? I have no idea. No. No, I don't think Belichick and Brady are going to let little brother into the playoffs. I don't know what's in their head about Buffalo. Listen, I know they got a bad whatever about Buffalo, but are they going to play Brady the whole game, play Gronk, play Edelman? I don't think so. They just care about winning Super Bowls, which I think is something I would like the Buffalo staff to take a nice little page out of their playbook wrong. I'll tell you what, if you Google this game and look up the news articles, there are some nice pieces coming out of Boston. Wow, do they have a chip on their shoulder. Bills beat the uninterested Patriots. Bills beat coasting Patriots. I read a piece, man. It was harsh. But it did garner a few LOLs out of this guy. It was amusing. They do have a sense of humor, and I get it. Listen. Hey, how about Jimmy Garoppolo? Gar, gar, how do you say his last name? Gargantuan. <laughs> Jimmy, no. Jimmy G. How about Jimmy G? Garoppolo. Garoppolo. There you go. Garoppolo's. He looked good, and I'm a little scared. I'm not, what our future holds. Man, they go from Bledsoe to Brady, Brady to Jimmy. Jimmy G. He, he didn't look too bad, man. He's got a nice edge on his, his chip on his shoulder. I don't really want to talk about it. All right. All right, man. What do we got next? Highs and lows from the season. We the Bills end finished 8-8, eight and eight, right? 9 <laughs> Yes. Okay, thank the you. The Bills finish 8-8. Eight eight. Highs and lows. Here we go. All right, what are we starting with, Grizz? Kick it off. Give me your biggest disappointment from the season, Nate. I mean, Patron. We don't want anybody knowing your real name. I don't want anyone to know my real name. Yes, Jared. <laughs> biggest disappointments from the game? No, the season is I gained 10 pounds. <laughs> Why? Because I was comfort eating all season... <laughs> Because of the fact that we traded up to get Watkins and gave away our first-round draft pick next year, which we could have used for a quarterback, to get Watkins. And, dude, it was so frustrating seeing him so uninvolved in our offensive game plan. I mean... Hey, at least he hit 1,000 yards yesterday. No, he didn't. I don't think he did. He didn't. Just kidding. Oh, man, you got me. (laughs) Six touchdowns. I mean, you see all the stats like Mike Evans doubling the number of touchdowns. Oh, my gosh. Don't get me started about Odell Beckham. Holy cow. Only played in, like, what, four less games. Doubles the touchdown production. Gets two, three hundred yards more. And he's got sweeter hair. And he apparently has the best catch. Ever. Ever. So I think for me, Grizz, that was a big disappointment. Just the underutilization of Watkins. I hear you. It was pretty disappointing. I mean, we, we talked about it week after week. Uh, he's open, he's open, he's open, and they're not throwing him the ball. I don't understand that. Yeah, a few times it's in his 50-yard catch radius and <laughs> drops it. For me, I look at biggest disappointment. I got to say it's just the, the predictability of the offense. I mean, 
Wait, you're not talking about the run, run, pass, are you? <laughs> uh, just a little bit, yeah. Uh, how many weeks did we talk about why is this so predictable? Run, run, pass. Oh, let's throw a little uh, pass uh, out in the flat to Freddie Jackson. How many times do we have to see that when it's like third and long and we're throwing two-yard passes to Freddie? I just wish, can we throw some creativity? Can we throw some surprises? The, the idea here, right? is that we're playing against a defense. The idea is to, uh, I don't know, surprise them. The idea is to, uh, a little trickery to, you know, maybe outsmart them. And, hey, and, Nate Hackett is very... And score some touchdowns. Very progressive. I mean, leader, one of the worst the red zone of offenses in the league. My namesake. Gosh, predictable offense. That's my biggest disappointment. I don't like your negativity. Let's Whatever. talk about the highs. Let's talk about the highs. You All know right. what? We played relevant football in mid-December, and then we lost to the Raiders, one of the worst teams in the NFL. But we played relevant football in December. How fun was that? Man, this has been a fun ride, Grizz. I'd say it was nice those few weeks in December before we knew we were out where it was like, oh, man, this could be this could be it. This could this be could it. And the 15-year streak of not being but no chasing the unicorn not to be for me the biggest surprise in a positive way was just some of the quality wins i mean you look at beating the lions in detroit that was a great w karen schwartzy off the field you look that at, was fun that was a fun moment how about like beating the, the packers the beating the green bay packers with zero offensive points. That was pretty cool. How many teams can say that? Rodgers is probably the league MVP, and we did that. That's great. How many teams can say that? So I think none. You got a couple quality wins this season. Sure, the disappointing losses to some of the teams we should have beat. But I feel pretty positive that, hey, at least it looks like the franchise made a step forward and is headed in a more positive direction. Hey, man, Bull Bomb Bills, 2015. All right, Grizz, I see you've got a little surprise for us. A little surprise. Looks like you've been uh, trolling the Twitterverse. Trolling away. What do you got for us, man? You got some uh, tweet treats? So here's what I want to do, right? It's, uh, the idea here is that as we gear up for next season, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's just uh, a few seconds away next season is. Right. We're going to start looking on the Twitter a little more and say, okay, what are the top five tweets during the game what are they what are they here we go number one number one at john alhar he says you know it would have been nice to see the hashtag bills not be afraid to make throws like that to watkins in the week six hashtag bills versus patriots matchup what do you think about that natron he's speechless (laughs) he is speechless i'm mesmerized that's a good one I think it's true. It's what you just touched on. Maybe you had one too many whiskey sours. I don't know. But my man, John Alhart, he's coming at it. He's saying, you know what? Why are we not giving the ball to Watkins in week six against the Patriots the same way that we're trying to throw to him in week seven? Right, exactly. That's exactly. I get it. Anyways, next tweet. <laughs> at Yamanbu, he says, the ultimate sandwich of confusion. Beat Green Bay. Lose to Oakland. Beat New England. Mm, that's not a tasty sandwich. It's not a tasty sandwich. A I think tweet. that sums it up. It's like eating. I like that one. It's like when your mom packed you uh, bologna and it was like she packed it the night before, before school. It gets soggy. And it was that warm, soggy bologna. It's oh, no good. Gross. No good. That's a good tweet. I like that. Very All right, creative. number three, at Michael Thomas 82 Yep, 
dot, dot, dot. Now this feels familiar. Marone is sitting on an 11-point lead. Ugh. Ugh. Patron shares your sentiments, Michael <laughs> Thomas. Number four, by Tim Graham. Oh, this is funny. Kyle Orton sure likes to give his receivers catch radius a workout. <laughs> That's a good one, Tim Graham. Tim Graham, I like the humor, man. Given given that catch radius a workout, we definitely saw that. We talked about that last week, right? Where it's like Sammy's stats. He's got sixty some attempts, a oh, hundred no like sixty some targets. completions, hundred twenty some targets. That's disgusting. That's a huge, huge radius. Well, it's a good thing we traded for a receiver that can attack the high point of the ball. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't get me started. And the last one, number five, at Kevin Buffalo. He says, Bill Belichick's Christmas wish list. This is a funny one. Number one, a new hoodie. Number two, a drone to spy on other teams. Nice. Number three, I like this one, the souls of baby animals. (laughs) And number four, a Panera gift card. Ah, love that Paneras. Make sure you get that breakfast sandwich. You guys have won the top five tweets of week 17 during the Bills game. Congratulations. Good job, guys, with the creativity, like the wittiness. Very creative. All right, Grizz, let's round it out, man. Hey, you know what? Bill season's over, but for Listen, we didn't make the playoffs, right? But, but some There's of still our positives, some baby. of our Buffalo boys did. There's still seven one six positives. Seven one six rocks around the NFL, man. What you got? All right, we got some season stats for Western New Yorkers who are in the playoffs. Let's talk about Jimmy Starks, Green Bay Packers running back. Not a huge season. Not a huge season, but you know what? He is a positive contributor to a very good team. And he's won a Super Bowl in which he started that game. On the regular season, 85 rushing attempts, 333 yards, and two TDs. Went to high school, Niagara Falls, coming out of UB. You also got to give props to Rob Gronkowski. Uh, Yo, yo, soy. Uh, We don't like saying it, but my man played 15 out of 16 games, not getting to start yesterday. 82 receptions, 1,124 yards, 12 touchdowns. The man, formerly out of Amherst, New York, is taking his Patriots into the playoffs as serious contenders. And the Gronk, man, staying healthy. Can I get a clap on? All right, all right. And we we got Chandler Jones for the Patriots as well out of Rochester, New York, his hometown. Decent season, 10 games played, 30 tackles, 6 sacks, 2 forced fumbles, 1 fumble recovery, and a kick block to throw in the mix. All right, C. Jones. Hey, let's talk about Bo Oliver. You know, he was one of my man crush moments of the week uh, midseason. But, hey, a fellow alum. Alum? Alum. Fellow alum from the university at Buffalo. I think alum is like short for aluminum, just so you know for the future. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Bo Oliver, man. Up there with San Diego Chargers. Again, undrafted free agent rookie. He's having a good season filling in there. 160 rushing attempts, 582 yards, three TDs. And I know he's had a slew of receptions. And he's been can, compared to a speedier, faster, stronger Darren Sproles. That is some kind words. Nice. Bo Oliver, man. Good words job. Words of encouragement. There we go. Last up, we got Khalil Mack. And we oh, wait, got Corey wait, wait, wait. Graham. I do want to make, just so no one cracks us. San Diego did not make the playoffs. This is correct. But Bo Oliver, great season. Dude. Hey, you're still contributing, my man. We also got Khalil Mack, Corey Graham. Khalil, formerly from UB, 59 tackles on the on the year, four sacks and a forced fumble. Corey Graham, obviously playing for our Buffalo Bills, 65 tackles, one fumble recovery, 
two interceptions and a partridge in a pear tree out of Buffalo, New York. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. It's been a fun season. Stay tuned. We might have some treats coming up in the next couple weeks. Some more audio gold for you guys. Hey, if you got any ideas about this podcast. Wait, wait, wait. You forgot to say ear candy, too. Ear candy. We've got some good ear candy for you. Nice and sugary. Nice and sweet. Thanks a lot for listening. Check out 716rocks.com. Check us out on Facebook, 716rocks. And our Twitter handle, at 716rocks. Grizz, 9 and 7, 8 and 8. Great season. <laughs> 8 and 8. Or nine and seven, whichever you want, but you should be eight and eight. Listen, top, it's man. been fun. We love you, Buffalo, and we look forward to spending time with you in more very, creative ways very soon. Hey, how about those sabers? Hey, all right, guys, have a great night. Peace.